Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Hi there, this is Rich and Michael with Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. ACT, act. You got to act. If you're a leader, you got to start taking action. We all understand that. So ACT also stands for and cultural transformation. So what we know is this that leaders and cultures have this interesting relationship and here it is leaders i'm going to give it to you straight the better you are as a leader the better your culture is going to be your culture is not what you want it to be okay but it goes right the buck stops here with you right leaders it starts with you so if you want a better culture you got to start improving who it is you are and how you bring it to work every day now here's the interesting payoff as you improve and your culture improves that culture will also help you improve. It's a, it's a cycle here. It's this symbiotic relationship. So let's just be honest. It's got to be you. You get the ball starts with you here. We also are fortunate to have uh, a guest today, Jeremy Gustafsson. Jeremy, give us your sixty second elevator speech and introduce yourself to our lead, our listeners here. Would you please? Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, audience, for for tuning in. Um, uh, real quick, uh, about 25 years uh, spent running marketing and creative agencies, uh, really focused in retail and e-commerce. The pleasure of working with some really great brands like Home Depot, Nike, Merrill, Bed Bath Beyond, doing some really, I was always the guy that called to do something that had never been done before. We'd like to have this outcome, not can you do this thing for us? And um uh, in that career, um, there were two startups that were successful as well as two roll-ups uh, that I was an integral part of the leadership uh, of each of those four. Uh, I've been coaching for about 18 months now. Well, coaching for most of that career, honestly, but certified and coaching as my focus for about the last 18 months. It started with more life coaching, functional life coaching, I focused on that, and then I gravitated to leadership coaching. Uh, where I really enjoy working with emerging leaders, certainly C-suite folks, but really working with emerging leaders. And had I had some of these certifications and tools when I was uh, a younger leader, I think uh, I'd probably be retired and not here on the on the podcast today. So you're telling everybody out there, hey, you want to bring it up? This is the place to be. This is, these are the people to talk to. Jeremy's got it. He understands it really, really well. So, Rich, what are we talking about today? Well, you know, we're going to focus today on John Matone's law, uh, laws of intelligent leadership, and primarily law number 50, which states that time will move forward whether or not we and our organizations do. 
uh, a very important uh, topic, you know, time management. How do we manage those distractions? How do we stay present? How do we stay vigilant in our, our current situation and in our world? Okay, so Jeremy, give us some ideas. Dig a little bit deeper here for us, would you? Sure. But, you know, time's going to march on, right? And we, we sometimes get stuck. That's a word that we have trouble wrapping a definition around, but what does that really mean, right? So being stuck, that could be in your personal life, but here we're talking about leadership and, and leading organizations and enterprises. You know, leaders get comfortable. Things are going well. Let's ride it out. You know, they, they relax. They maybe don't innovate, maybe don't invest, uh, maybe don't take risks, right? Pay off or not. They get real, you know, that people can get lazy, you know, with the pandemic and all that's happened. It's, uh, you know, a lot of these things really show up. They may lose their drive. You know, there may be things going on personally or outside of their, their business realm that really, you know, their focus comes off the business. Uh, some play it safe. Uh, and that's a terrible place to be, um, you know, safe, you know, reduces your results almost immediately. It's guaranteed, right? And then some folks get in a state of denial about all these things. I would probably say, especially especially through my coaching training and, and actually live coaching and learning, I learned something from every client. Um, I've probably experienced each of these at some moment in my career. Uh, and I think most of us would be crazy to think that we hadn't, right? And I think bringing that self-awareness and, um, you know, it, it really ends up being like these states of procrastination, right? And so constantly being in those startup roll-up modes, I, I put myself in a place to always be challenged because if I was let to run an ongoing enterprise, I'm probably not the right leader for that type of situation. But launching growth stage, AB companies, uh, I've found my place there. And if you take that mentality into larger organizations like an Amazon does, like some of the more innovative companies out there that are constantly trying and failing. I've got a buddy at Amazon. He was told in training, if you don't fail often enough and hard enough, you're not going to work here very long. (laughs) What an irony, huh? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I like that you said that was really, really good that you you learn from your clients. Yes. The reason I like it, it's not because we're supposed to know all things. I mean, you know, we've got a whole set of tools and knowledge and experience and all that kind of stuff. But there's something that I think that's more interesting than that. And that is that there's a relationship that's going on between the coach and the person being coached, the student, however you want to talk about the student, the client. There's this reciprocation that takes place. It's a process in and of itself. The conversation is a growing conversation between these two people. That's what makes it really interesting. Starts opening doors, starts opening possibilities. So one of the things that leaders, when they do get stuck, there's some of the things that they may not even notice that they've stopped doing. They may not even see that they've stopped it. Basically, they've stopped dreaming. When they started out, it's like, I got this dream. I got this vision. This I got this new horizon that I want to pursue. And it's like they get to that point. Or maybe they get they get short of it or get frustrated, but somewhere they stop that process, that internal process. And John Batone talks about it. You know, think big, think different. They stop doing that. Then they and if you're not thinking big, you're not thinking different. You're not envisioning new things. Then you stop learning new things. I mean, we really think we get to a point where we don't. I got it, but you never do. That's the irony of that thing. 
then along with it, you start lo- uh, learning new technologies. And we're such a technological society and everything about it, you gotta be in that. That not learning and then implementing new leadership skills. Now that's the big one. It is, let's just be honest about this. We all have our natural leadership niche, right? And we have that and that's kind of, that group feels kind of good to us. And the truth is that we may have this style, maybe two styles, maybe three styles. We're stretching a lot. But there's actually a lot of styles in leadership that we can, once we understand them and be able to facilitate them and, and habituate them, man, all of a sudden things start changing. Like we talked about at the beginning, you change as the leader, guess what happens? Your culture changes. And then, then sometimes they just get stuck in this idea of the status quo. And the fear of, 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 of is this, I'm afraid, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, I'm afraid that if I start making changes, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to stop winning. Well, fear, fear, fear is a, a big stopper. Fear stops you from a lot of things. Yeah, it does. All right. So go on. Talk a little bit more about that. Well, I, I think some of the, the fear that we have is fear of criticism and rejection when we try to implement new things or we want to try and implement new things or approach our organizations or our employees with new ideas and new visions, you know, are they going to reject that? Are they? Are, are we going to be criticized? And so you don't do it. You hold off and you just, you get behind. You do. So when you really take a look at it, Jeremy, let's, let's, let's turn it over to you for a moment. That, that's a great comment, Rich. When you, when you start looking yeah. at it, fear of criticism, fear of rejection. So right out of the gate, there's this fear of I'm going to lose. Now that's weird, isn't it? Right. I'm going to lose. And you're there as the leader right. and you're supposed to have this desire to what? Win. So now you're battling right. yourself. Of, am I going to lose or am I going to win? And I, I'm afraid if I do something different, I'm going to be criticized. What about that? Where does that lead us? Right. Well, I, I think that the whole fear of loss and fear of failure are kind of tied together. Right. And so um, in that we do the things I talked about just briefly earlier, you know, we stop taking risks. We do what we've always done. We get really good at doing the wrong things. Yeah. Right. We don't innovate this whole notion of impermanence. I had a lot of success with Nike in 2008 to 2012. If I tried to do those same things for a company today, they would laugh me out of the room. Right. It really worked well and it was innovative at the time. And now it seems like, Gosh, that was, you know, a long time. The 10 years in this technological society is forever. I mean, I've learned more in 18 months than I did maybe in in the previous five years, especially coaching and working with executives from from different lines of work and different diverse backgrounds. But we do see that fear of loss, fear of failure. But the ones that do come to us as coaches, you know, it starts with that internal question. I think I need to sharpen my sword. I think I, I, I really think... And these are all phrases I get from from potential clients and, and existing clients, like uh, where they really do want to work to break through. And once that awareness is there, that they're ready to grow, that fear of loss and failure, uh, it dissipates. It never goes completely away. We're all suffering or enjoying the same human condition. Right? Rich and I talked about this earlier this morning. And um, I just, you know, but this word fear, anxiety, it shows up. We think we're we think that we're not that transparent as leaders. Like they don't know what I know. They don't have my spreadsheets and my reports. 
Hey, hey, absolutely know how you're feeling, right? No, no one can do what I do. Nobody can do what I do. Right. Right. Yeah. You said something earlier before we got on here. I thought it was really interesting in your meditation. Open that up a little bit more about meditation and the breath yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, this is this is a practice that I've worked very hard on the past, uh, gosh, three four years. And this whole notion of impermanence was something I, gosh, I bad separation anxiety growing up, and really a lot of fear of change. I don't like don't move my cheese, right? Don't move that vase. Right. Things have a certain place to be and, and, and that. And gosh, getting comfortable with that has taken a lot of work and I still approach it as work. But this notion of impermanent, I was saying to Michael earlier, when, you know, in, in that meditation, you have this breath. Well, that one's gone forever. Right. The next one's coming. What are you going to do with it? And so if we apply that to leadership and business, like we accomplished that or we failed there, let's. Let's note it. Let's learn. Let's get on to the next and the next and the next. And uh, because as law 50 states, time moves on. It doesn't care. It don't care about us. Right. And so we can get on the bus or we can watch the bus leave the station. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be cold time. Yeah. And our success, our previous success will eventually will wane. It will wear off. The shine's gone. That's and right. So, so, I really, I, I really like what you said earlier, Jeremy. About uh, we get really good at doing the wrong. Thing. That that goes right into that fear of change. You know, you know, yeah. why, why do you do that? Well, it's it's because that's the way we've always done it. Well, we're going to try something new today. And you know, walls go up. You know, you can see the fear in people's eyes. Why are we going to try and change what we've always done? And that's exactly what Jeremy said. You get really good at doing the wrong thing. And that creates time constraints, whether you realize it or not. It, you get behind. Yeah, it's all about staying present, staying vigilant in, in the time where you're at. You know, if we're not present, we're not vigilant, we sometimes we tend to miss deadlines and then we gotta rush. Then we panic, we rush, we don't find the right solutions and we make mistakes and that costs time. So it's it's about Keeping up with that change, keeping up with uh, being in the moment and being vigilant in the moment. Yeah, there's, there is this hunkering down effect that happens. And it's it's which what I'd like our, our, our listeners, our watchers to know is this. It's not a mental thing. It, it is, but it's more than that. It's actually a physiological thing that takes place. We, we actually start shutting down. We shut down our thinking. We shut down our feelings. We start... We shut down our ability to proceed. It is a hunker down mode. I'm already losing. I'm afraid of what other people are going to say to me. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And all this stuff is going like, man, this is just too much. I'm getting overwhelmed. I, I'm afraid of change. I'm afraid of, of the future. I'm afraid of the unknown. I'm going to hunker down and survive this storm. But it doesn't work that way. What actually ends up happening is the fear, the next fear comes up is the fear of success. You think, well, who would be afraid of success? Well, actually, a lot of people. Because here's the deal. If you're successful and you really don't know what you did to be successful, that is you weren't conscious. You didn't have real clear um, goals and steps how to get there. You didn't have the feedback that you needed to understand what was going on. If, if you don't have that kind of clarity, you don't really have control and you don't have confidence. You just can't see it. So maybe you just got lucky. 
you know, <laughs> and I don't know how many times more I'll be lucky. And then since I, I was successful, now people are going to expect more from me. They want me to do this and they want me to do And crap, I don't even know what I did the first time so that they want me to do more. So that fear of success, I'm going to be exposed. You know, I'm a fraud. You know? <laughs> you know? All that crap starts to happen, right? So that's, that's real. So so what is the result of all this, Jeremy? What, what are getting stuck in these fears and doubts and worries? Gosh, I mean, it, the cost can be pretty substantial, right? I think it starts pers- very personally, right? So whether you're aware or not and open to it, your your self-esteem is probably taking a hit. Like you, you know when you're doing those things we talked about, when fear is leading inside of you, you it it really does it does take us apart, right? And I've I've seen this over and over. I've been guilty of it myself uh, more than twice, right, in my career. And uh, luckily for not two extended periods of time. I and mean, I've had great mentors, calm coaches. Uh, if you like, but um, that empowered me, let me do my job and, um, and, and kick my butt a little bit too. Right. And so, I mean, you know, you can lose clients, which is, you know, definitely obviously, you know, a revenue stream. You can, you can not gain new or win competitive pitches for new clients. Um, Your culture, it shows up in your culture. You as a leader, there's an old Hungarian proverb, the fish rots from the head. And so it's, you know, it's, it's true. And my very first boss, uh, Mike, uh, taught, taught me a lot of great lessons and we're still in touch today. Um, and uh, saw him, saw him just uh, the 4th of July last year. And, um, you know, and he, he really, you know, was really at, in his mid fifties to the startup. That was one of the ones I mentioned I was part of. And, really kind of forgot everything he learned at all these big Madison Avenue agencies to really start an innovative business using technology and really just a curious lifelong learner. He's still taking classes at 80 years old. Um, But, um, you know, the culture can fall apart, your reputation, and obviously your legacy is the culmination of all those things, right? Um, And and with, with that, of course, you know, there can be, you know, personal costs on the lifestyle front, um, um, on the wealth front, right? Uh, the equity front. And so, yeah, if we, uh, if we can just get, it's funny, I was talking to Dr. Mike, our chief performance coach at ILEC. And I said, I was taught a good lesson uh, to put fear in the passenger seat and, and drive and drive. And he said, we're going to put fear in the trunk. I'll get in the passenger seat with you. <laughs> and we're gonna- so I, I can't emphasize enough. We talked about the cost and what can potentially go wrong, but some of the remedies for that though is really good third-party accountability, uh, getting real with yourself, yeah, uh, getting real with yourself in front of others, and having somebody who's, who's empathetic but also vulnerable uh, to open up those same qualities in you. And I think when we get there, uh, we can mitigate some of those costs. You know, when it really gets down to it, it takes guts. There's no other word for it, I don't think. It takes guts to take ownership of a difficult situation. It just it's that guts and the grit to just work it through. Just, you know, just do whatever it is. And see, the, the, the easy way out of it is, I have Rich talk about this, the easy way out is self-deception, right? It's the self-deception. It's not me. It's somebody else, blah, blah, blah. So talk to us about that, Rich. Well, leadership deception is a real problem in... In today's world, in, in today's business world, we deceive ourselves 
thinking that we are entitled, thinking that we have all of the answers, thinking that, you know, like Jeremy said, you know, I created this spreadsheet, therefore I'm the only one who can ever understand it, or I'm the only one that really understands the, the process and I can't let anybody else help me. So you're deceiving yourself by, by saying, I don't have the help around me, or everything is going just fine, or the reviews that I just got from those employees that are leaving the company, they're not real reviews. They're probably from somebody else. You know, we deceive ourselves into thinking that everything is fine. And when we do that, again, that time passes us by where we need to stay ahead of the game. I've heard it uh, referred to as chasing a tiger by the tail. You got a hold of that tiger by the tail. He's going to lead you all around. Uh, you know, what comes from that stress, loss of time, loss of employees, loss of cu uh, customers, um, name it. That deception as a leader is a very, very bad place to be because it, it creates time issues. And, and again, I need to ask a question, a simple question. What will you as a leader trade today for? What are you going to trade today for? Are you going to deceive yourself into thinking everything's okay? Or are you going to step out of that comfort zone, out of that box, become present, become vigilant, and, and move on and stay focused, moving you and your organization ahead? What are you going to trade today for? And here's the deal. When you say you're going to step out of the box, you're going to step out of the uncomfortable comfort zone. Are you, are you willing to take those kinds of risks? And of course, there's all the stuff that goes on inside of you emotionally and you know, and survival and all that stuff, the anxiety. Well, here's the deal. You don't have to do it alone. There are people like us here that are here to help you, that have been there and have yeah. done that many, many times with other people, led them through that transition from here to there, transporting them to the new place that they need to be. So you're not going to be alone. You'll actually have more help in, in, in all honesty than you can ever imagine. I know leaders are tough and smart and all that kind of stuff. You got to be honest. If it's not working, it's not working. And if it's not working, you got to do something or all this other garbage is going to happen to you. So let, let, let's just do this. We're going to sign off in just a moment. Jeremy, if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to work with you, you bring a heavy, great, impressive resume here. What would they do? Yeah, I'm obviously uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, website is gustafsoncoaching.com. Um, and uh, th those would be the best ways to, to reach me. That's outstanding. It's been a pleasure having you on our show today. It really is. Rich, appreciate it very much. All right. Rich, you take us home now. You wrap it up. Yep. Okay. And once again, Jeremy, uh, Michael, thank you very much. Great conversation. And if you want to add any comments, uh, suggestions, mainlineleadersact at gmail.com. That's mainlineleadersact at gmail.com. Or you can you can find uh, us on richbaron.intelligentleadershipec.com. And once again, thank you very much for joining us today. I uh, uh, hope to see you again soon. And take care. Thank All you. Right. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching.
We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.